Annyeong, and welcome to Halle Juku, starring Brandon Cooper and myself, Pity Ray. This is episode 44, No Idol Left Behind. Enjoy! Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of Hallyu Juku. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my co-host, my co-compatriot, Brandon Cooper, a.k.a. King Cass. How you doing, Cass? Doing good as soon as I get my mic in front of my face. <laughs> I'm doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gathered together to talk about East Asian pop culture, and as we uh, always do... Fun. We're going to talk about some uh, new releases, some music, what music has caught our attention this week. Uh, Cass, what music has caught your attention this week? For the first time ever, actually new music has caught my attention. <laughs> um, so, lovingly, there's a, there's a bunch of new projects coming out or whatever, uh, kind of those late in the year set of projects, kind of the last few things you're going to hear about. So, uh, first up, uh, a lovely release from Gaek. Uh, featuring, uh, Zion T and, uh, I can never pronounce that, uh, called No More Makeup. Hotfelt. Hotfelt. <laughs> uh, Hotfelt. Um, it sounds German more than anything, but, uh, called No More Makeup. Now, one, everyone knows Gaia can rap, and so there's no worry in that, uh, Zion T's smooth R&B that he does is, is always, fucking amazing but the thing that caught my attention about this video the most was kind of the cue for the shot in the video uh kind of thing which was really really uh cool and interesting like the little reverse and how everything kind of uh, how they laid out the shot and how they kind of transitioned and and played around with the the camera angles you know the, the the reverse reverse and then like the long take and and it was all really cool uh, yeah, yeah and Ge- Gecko's, you know, Gecko is a known commodity. You knew that it was going to be a uh, top-notch rapping. And, uh, I think if we get the chance, we'll probably uh, try to get a, a chance to talk about the whole, uh, his whole solo release, Red and Gray. Uh, we got to kind of acquire that by our mm-hmm. usual means uh, <laughs> in the future. But yeah, this song is pretty cool. And, and Hotfelt, uh, Yenny, uh, did a pretty good contribution to the song as well. And I, you know, I like the singing, the rapping. It's all pretty top notch, and uh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it, it just is one of those things. Like, like it's so well put together. And when you hear something well put together, it's hard to talk about how it's w- well put together. You know, like <laughs> it's just like you you hear it and you know it's good, and you're just like, it, I, I don't what I, I don't know how to put it there. You know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, it's one of those things like definitely worth checking out. Such a good song. Yeah, it's such a cool beat. The, the, the beat really lays the foundation really well. And, uh, it's just something that everything dynamic duo and gecko, like the, the beat work and the, and how the beat work complements the, the vocals always is just like, so smooth and cool and, and, and so much fun to listen to. Barry can uh, do no wrong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And but, speaking, yeah, can do no wrong. Of, another group that can do no wrong sometimes. Well, there, there's a few tracks I'm not super fond of. Uh, but it is Epic High's new release. Finally, they finally dropped their their new video called called Born Hater that everybody has been anticipating because it also features a bunch of rookies from uh from the YG stables. <laughs> finally, yeah. letting some people off the bench over there. <laughs> um. um. It, it, I don't know, like it, it's Epic High. I'm I'm kind of like I'm kind of a take for Epic High. Like I've been coming to love Epic High more and more, and and getting other people into Epic High as well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's, like, it's just one of those things that's really, really it's such cool. a fantastic song. Yeah, it's such a fantastic song. Like uh, from the the core guys, Tableau, Mithra, you know, DJ Two Cuts. Uh, they, they, they all, you know, the, the beat that, uh, two cuts puts together was just, is really cool. And like, it's, it's, uh, it's low key, uh, but not like boring. Like it is really cool and, mm-hmm. and, and kind of old school style. Like just, this is just a foundation for which the rap is going to, uh, shine. Uh, you know, Tableau f- is fantastic. Uh, you got, uh, contributions from Benzino. Uh, from freaking Bobby, B.I., you know, other, and also other, uh, fantastic rappers. Uh, and it, it, it's one of these, it's like, Tableau and Mithra aren't the best, uh, rappers in this song, which is some, you know, <laughs> like, at least not yeah. in the but song, but, but, and which is not to say they aren't fantastic, but they have fantastic, uh, contributions from their guests, and it just, all comes together really well and uh the and and I'd say and we talked about it earlier you know before the show but uh Kaz I have to ask you I, were you incredibly confused when you, you press play on this video uh with the whole <laughs> vertical framing yeah for for a couple seconds I was like wait did I like for a second I thought oh did I click on a fan upload like I I thought it was just audio <laughs> and I was like huh yeah, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's, it's, it's transitioning the stall to stall, but you know, they just never go to any other transition at any point. Um, but yeah. yeah, no. And then the other thing you said, great contributions by, by the other people in this song, which is funny because it doesn't have a feature on this song. It just says Epic High, Born Hater, which is really weird. There's always, especially in Korea, they always love giving, giving props to whoever ever helps who's ever on a song but at the the point that i'm at i've been getting to know so many of the people that that are doing stuff with yg so hearing hearing bobby and bi and 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 all the other kind of cast of characters that are on here especially bobby after watching show me the money season three like oh man like it, it was just good to hear him like really get to work on a track so because i especially because i haven't been watching mix and match where if i guess if i watched mix and match i'd hear bobby and bi more <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'd hear them more uh and they do contribute well, i did like the the uh uh the little nod to a uh, master Wu on on the show <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. the, that's no no that's a no no <laughs> that's no no uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, it. definitely go. Uh, it, it's easy to find. Go check out season three of a rap show called Show Me the Money, which we talked about on this show, Holly Ajuku, a few episodes back. So mm-hmm. definitely something. Uh, and I have to, out. I have to catch up on that. I'm going to try to make sure I catch up on that myself. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Epic High, Born Hater, yeah, fantastic. Uh, 
But yeah, uh, next up on the docket. put this in the news, I don't think. And I thought this was an interesting story, especially because, you know, we're on the Epic High song right now, is uh-huh. the story about YG not letting Epic High record in the YG studios. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, yeah. he wanted yeah, them to keep their sound organic. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to keep Epic High's sound, sound Epic High rather than, like, let them be, you know, get caught up in being very YG. Like, they didn't want to become, uh, which is, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily, uh, uh, well, I mean, it could also be, it could be read as a knock on their other artists, but at the same time, they, they, yeah. uh, but at the same time, it, it is, uh, it is something that is understandable when you're talking about a group like Epic High, where it's the dynamic of these artists and the way they came up is a big part of why they are who they are. And like, you know, how they work and where they came up and how they, you know, how they, uh, the, uh, how their dynamic works, you know, in the recording process and the writing process and all that stuff is a huge part of what makes their DNA. So the fact that there's, this is the, they're getting to the, that's no, no part. <laughs> that's no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, that, that is a big part of, uh, who they are. And it's definitely understandable. Uh, and, and I like that. I like that. Yeah, but it but it is funny that in the part he also claims that he he didn't uh ask them to uh to uh bring in Bobby and BI or these other people. I'm like, why uh, nobody believes you? Right? <laughs> nobody believes you. You ask next thing you're gonna tell me is you didn't you didn't puff daddy them and lock them out the studio and make it, make them walk 12 miles to go get you some kimbap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Next song. Uh, look, there's no way around it. I wasn't not gonna pick the new Jay Park song. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Like, there's no way that I, that me, me, the fucking, like, the lover of Jay Park was not gonna pick the new Jay Park song, Nana. So. It's Jay Park's Nana. Like, what else do you want me to say? Like, am I going to tell you again for the 900th time how much I love Jay Park when he raps and does everything that Jay Park does? And his ridiculousness and, and his <laughs> wandering around, uh, LA, just wandering into random house parties where there's some <laughs> fun bitches. That's Jay Park's life, right? You, you just, you ride around in a Lamborghini with hot girls and show up at a party with even more hot girls and happen, and it happens to be an AOMG party. Yeah. <laughs> but I do appreciate that he rode in, he drank and partied, and then somebody came by and was his guide to drive him around. I did mm-hmm. appreciate the fact that he did show did show a, a very obvious uh designated driver. Yeah. Uh, I did Responsibility by Jay Park. Wait, what? <laughs> and you get to see a whole bunch of the other, you know, uh knuckleheads that he rolls with that who are awesome. You see Parker, aka Dumbfounded, uh over there, another LA dude. Well not another LA dude, an LA dude. I forget that, you know, Jay Park's a Washington dude. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, they're rolling around in LA. Of course you gotta roll with, uh, with dumbfounded. Uh, and, you know, more people just partying and it's fun. And it's a fun song and it's so cool. You know, you gotta love Jay Park. And again, I'll bring it up again. If we can get Jay Park to replace Chris Brown, the world <laughs> will be a better place. Yeah. I'll mention that every time, you know, hashtag you're the rapper. And then my thing, replace Chris Brown with Jay Park. 
but yeah, speaking of Jay Park, uh, we'll get to my part of the thing. So I'm going to throw in the Jay Park thing, a completely different type of Jay Park, Park song thing. as well. <laughs> yeah, so Jay Park, the, uh, our old Jay Park, Jay Palm. Uh, the, the Jay Park was part of, uh, Immortal Songs. Uh, this is a really cool song. I, I, a show that, uh, I've talked about before that I've uh, shared a performance from, uh, before. Uh, Immortal Songs had a Michael Bolton special. A what? Yeah, that's a Michael Bolton special. Say that again? A Michael Bolton special. That guy. <laughs> uh, and he was there. And then mm-hmm. they, they sang, uh, famous songs that Michael Bolton sang. Uh, which was weird, I guess. That, I guess that's a thing. Uh, but what it did give us was some, was some fantastic performances of some songs that are famously, that have been famously performed by Michael Bolton. And one of them was Jay Park, uh, singing When a Man Loves a Woman. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course with, no, no, we got it, you know, a song where, you know, showing off his, like, his hip hop skills. And this one, it's just him, a microphone showing up how well he can actually sing. <laughs> and he does a pretty good job of just straightforward singing the song as a ballad. Uh, and then in the middle of it, he decides, well, it's remix time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and actually kind of, uh, uh, it does a really cool performance. And, and there's Hyodin <laughs> biting her lip. Yeah, because because she's you know the thirst is real. <laughs> uh, uh, it's just a really cool performance. Like the way he mixes it up for for the you know when he kind of breaks that R and B beat and goes like when a man loves a woman, <laughs> when a man loves a woman, and starts getting into that, and then the dance break comes in, and uh, it's actually pretty fun. I don't know. What, what did you think uh, of the performance? I, I linked to you on, um, uh, on this before. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Like, I, I, I like Jay Park singing. It's not his strongest suit. Like, he's not the strongest singer. Like, he, he couldn't survive on that alone. Uh, but yeah. he is a really good singer. Um, yeah. So. Like I, I, I really liked it, and I liked the fact that he went with it, with what it was, and then he put his own little flavor on it, you know. Yeah, and Michael Bolton uh, seemed to appreciate it as well. Yeah, <laughs> sitting there, being all Michael Bolton. <laughs> really? Michael Bolton is that, is that a <laughs> of thing? All things. Of all things, it's it's kind of like I almost feel like that's our that that, that was like uh, uh similar to Korea's reaction to say that when Psy got popular, like. I mean, I understand. Beside of all people, <laughs> that's almost like like we have all these boy groups and stuff. Like, well, what's up? Uh, and it's almost like, yeah, Michael Bolton. Uh, but yeah, it did have some cool, uh, some cool stuff. Uh, a little bit of a rap break to thing too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but moving on. Uh, from Jay Park. Uh, new releases. We had Girls Day with their, with their recent. Every release. day. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Every day, Girls Day. All right. Uh, on the with their song, I Miss You, uh, Bogoshipa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was a nice little ballad. I, I knew Petey would already picked it, so there was no point. <laughs> uh, it was a, a nice little ballad. This is a song that just kind of released this ballad album and single release. Uh, they're not promoting it on the music shows, 
partially because they're all really busy with other shit. So <laughs> they don't really have time for a, a full on, uh, promotion cycle. But, uh, they still release this song and it's actually a pretty darn good song, don't you think? I mean, it, it, it's, it's weirdly funny to think about that, that they're probably not going to promote this on music shows, but they're going to be releasing new songs. Whereas everyone else goes, Hey, we can't release new songs. So we're breaking up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait, but they just did it. <laughs> like, what about that? And I mean, you know what? Hey, more, more reason to, for everybody to now go listen to girls day, because it's a goddamn good song too. On top of that. Yeah. Like you take nothing away from girls day. Goddamn good song. They did an yeah. exceptional job, and it's a little bit sad that they're not going to promote this on on uh, music shows. But hey, what the fuck? It's a good song. <laughs> you know, it's going to get promoted either way. So, yeah. and you're going to get to listen to it, and you're going to hear it on the radio and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. it's just it just does it's draw that, that position that like well, everyone I mean, else because it's like. It's like, well, we're kind of busy, you know. <laughs> I've got the drama. She's got the variety shows. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, oh, they're, they're super busy. But yeah, you know, the vocals work really well. Like, uh, Hieri getting, uh, you know, uh, some of the spotlight on, on the vocal tip. You know, uh, if you know Girls Day, you know Sojin and Mina are the stronger of the of the four as far as vocals. Uh, with kind of Yuda be holding down kind of the rapping. Uh, but he had it actually featuring and actually doing a pretty good job of, of being, you know, the, the vocals, you know, her fantastic, uh, performance. Mm-hmm. It really does, really, really done well. It was a really fun song, really cool song, really, but not, not so much fun, but like really cool and musically well done as a kind of a ballad, uh, and nice and dramatic music video. It's nice to have a, a dramatic pillow destruction. <laughs> dramatic pillow destruction is always interesting uh because you never see it you never see dramatic pillow destruction you always see like you see the pillow fellows flying it's because there's a pillow fight and they're being cute but mm. she's angry as you destroy <laughs> that pillow rip it apart <laughs> yes emotion uh, the feathers of emotion uh but yeah girls day every day girls day uh but moving on, uh, because, uh, I, I hope nobody thought I wasn't going to talk about this. <laughs> yep. Because, no uh, y- if you know me, you know, I love Crayon Pop and you know that I was anticipating, uh, Crayon Pop subunit. I was anticipating the full album, but, uh, we're going to have to wait on that. But, uh, I was anticipating the Crayon Pop subunit, uh, Strawberry Milk and the release of their video, okay. And it is, it is fantastically infectious and so much fun and, and so cute and fun and adorable and, uh, catchy and, and like earwormy and the video is fun and, uh, it's all adorable and cute and the girl and the twins are cute and, uh, 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 strawberry milk. Okay. 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 Uh, what did you think, Cass? Um, I, I, I'm not the, 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 the biased of, of Crayon Pop and, and 
the stuff like you are, but I thought it was fun and cutesy and, and kind of silly, and it just kind of fits in with their style. Uh, it, it's not so much a, a, a difference as is, like, Orange Caramel and After School. Like, you know, this fits into that crayon pop universe that they are kind of creating, so, you know, it, it, it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> like, and, uh, I... Yeah, right up there, Ali. Uh, and I have to say, I think my favorite, like, descriptor for this was, uh, though I'm not as well versed in, uh, in what they're talking about, uh, in, uh, in when they say this, but they did say that, uh, it reminded, uh, I think some commenters say that it reminded them of, of every, uh, slice of life anime opening theme <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> and as I ask you, Kaz, is that an accurate descriptor? Um, it it does it it does come across a little anime themey. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. It's very. I think uh, they did sign uh, to Pony Canyon recently. You know. <laughs> uh. So you know. Uh, I think yeah, it, it's done really well. It's very kind of uh, early, you know, uh, old uh, kind of uh, nostalgic nineties, uh, er, you know, early aughts anime themey uh super fun so it's uh it, it's perfect to tide me over until the full crayon pop album uh plus they have a couple of other cool songs on on the little mini album including a couple of ballads too which is interesting which uh, kind of goes to showcase choa's uh singing abilities which she has plenty of uh it's a fan- i actually got to listen to it and i actually really enjoyed it uh but yeah strawberry milk ducky you Fighting, <laughs> uh, adorableness. Uh, but that's it. Uh, that's it for what we've been listening to this week. Uh, we're gonna get into our headlines now. Headlines. So join us. Join us over there. Watch it, please. Or just don't, don't, don't go away. Don't go away. Come back. I know we gave you a lot of awesome music, but you gotta come back for more. Alright folks, welcome back to the headlines. We talk about some of the goings-ons and goings-ons and the topical topics of the East Asian pop culture world. Uh, let's get started. Uh, first off, uh, security mistakes AKB48's Kana Kobayashi for Intruder. On October 13th, AKB48 Theater Security did not recognize group member Kana Kobayashi and attempted to kick her out of the building, believing she was an intruder. Kobayashi recounted the incident in a blog post. The was getting ready to enter the dressing room and prepare for a performance. Uh, when security stopped her, security attempted to escort her out, out of the building, but fellow group members and staff identified her as an AKB48 members. Uh, no word if the security's response was, Damn, there's too many of these bitches to keep track of. Uh, that was my lame joke. Uh, what, what was, what are your thoughts, Kaz? Uh, there, okay. All right. So I will, we, we, we've had an episode where I've, I've explained what, uh, AKB is for those who are not in the know. Um, you know, and, and it's just it, like, it, it it just makes me 
It's just one of those silly fucking things. Because there are so many girls in the group that I'm surprised that it was like it took this long for that to happen. Like, I'm so surprised that it took this long for something like this to happen. Or it just, it's the fact that she probably talked about it, whereas other people probably just didn't say shit when they got mistaken for being not part of the group or anything like that. And it's just one of those silly things. It's just the, the, like, I am rambling right now. All right, focus. But it's just one of those really, really silly things of having a group that spans almost 128 members. And I think at this point, almost 148 with girls dropping and coming in, um, yeah. where, you know, you have so many, so many girls across so many groups and, and, and there's so much shift and change that happens in it, you know, because girls go from one group to the other and, and move around and all this other kind of stuff. So, you know, maybe sometimes security doesn't, doesn't remember who's who like it was it's just weird yeah reportedly uh both kobayashi and security were were good sports about it and they said that uh apparently the security guard didn't get a good look at her and recognize her after he kind of got it it must because you know it's a theater things are moving around so really it's an understandable thing where it's just kind of he didn't really get a good look at her and oh okay it's you uh because they probably they, they probably know know all of each other. So, but it was kind of hilarious. She said that she laughed it off, saying it's like the first time I worked eight and a half years ago. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> it's like my duty is like uh, you know, it's like being being a being a kid again. You know, <laughs> uh, which is kind of crazy that this it, it, another thing that's hilarious. It, it, it happened not just not even to a uh, you know in one of the young girls that it's like on Team C or something like that. You know, this is somebody who's been there for eight and a half years and is part of the, one of the main ones, Team K. Uh, so it's like, it's hilarious for it to happen to a veteran <laughs> like that. Uh, but yeah, one of those fun moments. Uh, but in less than fun moments, but it's still interesting. Uh, speaking of, uh, AKB48 security, uh, AKB48 halts high fives for fans after theater performance. Uh, AKB48 will restrict, will further restrict from, uh, fans from accessing the group by eliminating high fives following the conclusion of t- theater shows. This is part of continuing fallout from, uh, the attack that we chronicled, uh, not, not a little while back yeah. on the show earlier this year. And this is interesting. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about because, because that, that, Personal contact is such a big part of AKB48, as we've chronicled on the show. AKB48's concept it was idols you can meet, you know, mm-hmm. that, that 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 very you know kind of that personal connection, that personal physical connection, and you know those high five events and those handshake events are a big part of that. Uh do you think that this is going to change the dynamic for the uh, for the fans? Oh, or how most most definitely. Uh, depending on the goings on that, that continue to, to happen and how much or more they continue to take away, this is definitely going to start to change the dynamic because this is now going to make them the, the thing you reach out for that you can't get, you know, and they were always supposed to be just these people that you can get to know. You can, you can almost to a sense be friends with and, 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 you know, of, of course they have that 
thought process of like, oh, one day I could maybe hang out with them and stuff like that, which no, that was never an idea. Um, but it, <laughs> it, that's what it was built upon, you know? Um, uh, you know, so it, if they start to take more and more of that away, it, it, it just, it, it changes that dynamic, like you said, and it changes what the fans who go to AKB, AKB 48 get out of AKB 48. Um, and even the group members dynamic change and all that stuff changes, you know, because AKB is not just promoted by their fans. There, there, there are people who are famous and buy into it. You know, there are famous Japanese people who buy into the AKB 48 hype because of these, these things. So when you change that dynamic, you change the fan dynamic and you change all these other things and you change what people get and take and want from you, you know? So like, it's definitely going to change whether it's for the good or for bad. I mean, right now it's definitely going to be for the bad because it, it comes down to that, that, you know, taking this one bad thing that happened and, and making everyone suffer, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's going to be interesting. I think one of the interesting points that the article uh, here on Asian Jockey, the article points out is that uh, it is probably not going to affect the group at large, but the, the idea that some may lose incentive to kind of attend the theater shows which, uh, are a good way for kind of a lot of the less popular members to kind of get in recognition because the, the, the members that aren't always featured on, uh, the singles, uh, mm-hmm. but are there that, that can just through live performances gain a little recognition, gain their own fan base. Uh, if that affects attendance of the theater shows, uh, th- that could affect the less popular members, you know, the, the ones that aren't, you know, that are trying to grow, trying to get, you know, break in to kind of the top tiers and trying to break into being featured on to, on the singles. So that'll be interesting uh, for sure uh, to see how that uh, uh, plays out. Uh, again, even uh, for me, somebody who isn't an avid uh, AKB48 follower, uh, even I find that kind of, even I, I can appreciate how interesting it, how this could make things uh as far as watching the dynamic change and watching kind of you know reading the tea leaves as it were uh that will be interesting uh but hopefully you know uh, hopefully it doesn't hurt them and hopefully it's it's uh i like the idea that they're at least taking some consideration to the fact that um that their uh safety and and health is important at least in general it, whether it, this is exactly exactly the right thing to do in that regard is up to debate but at least the fact that they're taking that into consideration is a good thing <laughs> uh but yeah the hopefully good things for AKB48 uh but moving on let's go back to Korea we took a little trip to Japan now let's mm-hmm. go back to Korea uh, and God, talk about mad. YG. I'm already mad. We're going, we're, <laughs> we're going back to, to, we're going back to old school Halajuku and getting into some YG talk. <laughs> <laughs> the YG basis. The YG, YG update. <laughs> yes. Uh, CL set for US debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's talk about, okay. So there's a couple of things going on with YG this week. 
Yeah. Uh, the first big thing was, uh, this is one headline. I'm not going to read the whole things because let's talk about them part by part. CL set for the U.S. debut. Right. Uh, CL's going to make, uh, CL's planning on making her U.S. debut. Uh, the, f- the plan is, okay, according to the Korean they didn't reports, plan on debuting them as a group, but no, I'm sorry, go ahead and continue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, she will be managed under Scooter Braun, uh, who not only manages Psy, but big stars such as Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, and others. Uh, so, you know, he's got the, the clout, he's got the, the, the pull. Uh, her solo debut was highly anticipated, full expectations. It is known that Scooter Brown was not only impressed with CL's unique fashion, but her rapping abilities as well. Um, this is going to be interesting because it, the, 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 this could go a lot of different ways. Uh, you know, they could try to market her as like the Asian Iggy Azalea, which, <laughs> like, as this article points out, which I don't know if I'm necessarily happy with that idea. Um, there's definitely potential for good success. Again, like I talked about with, uh, Ailey last week, I believe it was last week, uh, CL has a lot of, a lot going for her. She is, she is, uh, a uh, incredibly attractive girl. Uh, she is hot, uh, hot as hell. I love her. Uh, she is incredibly charismatic. She carries a lot of stage presence. Like, like one, the only really, her and GD are like the only idols that legitimately have stage presence. Uh, you know, it, they, she can command a stage. She can get your attention. She can get the attention of anybody that, you know, that is uh, on any stage without with them not even knowing who she is like she, you you pay attention to her so she has a lot going for her uh the key thing is the key thing is going to be if they allow her to write any of her own lyrics because if they do then it will be bad <laughs> and and not bad as a meaning good but good bad as a mean bad you know um, I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. No, okay. You have to. So, so here's the thing, right? Here's what. Here's my take on this whole situation. The, the female, the sing, the, the solo female rapper is becoming pretty big in America again, right? Yeah. Uh, especially with like Iggy Azalea, um, Ariel and Grind, which doesn't really rap, but she does a lot of other stuff or whatever. And just kind of just the solo female thing is becoming a really big thing Nicki again. Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. Uh, so I think they're trying to, to see, like, YG always wants to play catch up with something when they have all well, really K pop in general. <laughs> K pop in general. But YG is one of these, these, these kind of things that exist that they have a really good opportunity and a really good chance to be able to just like be at the forefront of something. And if they release their group kind of as it is supposed to be and as it was supposed to be and just do their fucking songs in English. Like I have talked about time and time again, I think they could have a really good showing, but I'm not, I'm not sad about this. But it does bring up a lot of other questions, which leads us into the other headlines. Yeah, so the other parts of the headlines, uh, Minzy removed 21 from her, uh, identities on SNS. 
uh, you know, on our social network sites, whether it was like 21 on her, uh, Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. She went from Minzy 21 MZ to underscore Minzy underscore MZ. Uh, you know, on Twitter, she removed the 21, uh, tag from her bio. Uh, and, and just kind of and removed parts. Uh, shortly after everybody noticed, they went back onto her promo, you know, on her profiles. Uh, and then YG released a statement saying that, uh, you know, there was a misunderstanding. It was a coincidence or something like that. That there was, there, it, it is not nothing that she did this. Cause you have to do things like the, parts of your bio don't just magically up, uh, disappear. <laughs> uh, if anybody has a Twitter or Instagram, uh, and, and changing your Instagram handle isn't something that happens like by a virus or something or just by accidentally clicking something uh you have to do things so can you read the tea leaves on this what what do you think happened and didn't happen and what do you think is the mindset because i'm thinking it's just like there was something that happened behind the scenes that she was reading on that she accident she thought she was going to be able to get away with quietly um so I think one, they thought they were going to get away with it quietly. Two is the possible preparation for maybe something like what's going on with, um, oh God, what is the other group? Um, Spica, right? So Spica's main girl is going to, to release by herself and maybe they're rethinking like, oh, you know, like do a solo with, with Mimsy or, or, or do a, a variety show with just Park Bauman and, and Dara. Oh my god, hold on, can we put that in the works of everything else? Yes, that, Park. that will guide my anger. Sun Park was amazing. Going on. Double like, Park in the TV world. Was, was awesome. Double, if, right. if, 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 if you, if you viewer or listener haven't, go check out, well, first check out 21 TV. Cause that's super mm-hmm. fun. And check out Double Park TV. Cause that was super fun. Yeah, you know, leading up to, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, to the Missing You promotion cycle. Double Park TV, where it's Park Bomb and Sandara Park doing, Dara Park doing like spoilers and interviews leading up to that promotion. That was fun as hell. But yeah, as you were saying. Yeah, so, but, alright, so the thing overall is just that, um, there's a lot of rumor and a lot of weirdness going on around 281 and it's just been going on for the longest time now. Um, you know, where it's just kind of, no one knows what's going on with 281 as a group or as a whole or as a unit. Um, and now with splitting up parts of the, that unit and, and doing all these other kind of things, it's just really like, how's this gonna go coming off of uh you know park bombs uh unfortunate uh scandals and issues this year uh with things resurfacing kind of put her in a position where she kind of had to lay low i guess and you know cl refocusing to her solo debut uh where where yeah where does that leave minzy you know uh, and, and it's, it's very easy to speculate. It's very easy to, to want to, to read the tea leaves on that. Cause 
uh, you know, if we're talking about the, that, leaves only Minzy as a, an active, viable option as a twenty one member. Uh, if if you know of the, uh, God bless her. I love Dara, but she's just kind of she's just kind of there. Uh, <laughs> I, I love her to death, but she's she's kind of there. Uh, you know, one's um, you know one important member is going to be is is kind of on, on the back burner. One's you know doing her thing and going to, for U.S. debut. Where where does that leave Minzy? You know, that's yeah. a that's a tough part. Uh, and. I think that Miss, this may have been like a little thing she was doing. Alright, let me kind of work this out, out of the way and, and start preparing. And she was hoping that not, nobody would notice. Uh, but she didn't realize this is the internet. <laughs> and everybody noticed immediately. <laughs> so, uh, it was, it was probably not the wisest thing. And of course, then it, it became the, Oh well, um, you know, it was a, uh, it was, it was an, act, it was a coincidence. Uh, she was just uh, kind of doing some thing with the, with the thing, and uh, uh, they're now breaking up. That's what we swear. Right. <laughs> I mean, have and, and just because of the fact that we've been hearing so much of this in the last few months of like, you see one little thing. Oh no, 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 no don't worry, everything's cool, everything's cool, everything's cool, everything's cool, everything's cool. We're kicking Jessica out of GG. What? Wait, hold on. What? <laughs> like, you know, like, like everything's cool, everything's cool, everything's cool, everything's cool. We're breaking up this group. Everything's cool, everything's cool, everything's cool. We're breaking up this group, and it's just like. Yeah. And everybody's kind of on edge with basically 2014 being what it is, you know, for, right. for all these things this year, you know, uh, Chris Lujan out of EXO, you know, putting themselves out of EXO, uh, M Black, uh, you know, if you, uh, and, and so many like reworkings and reshapings of, of groups and, and, uh, you know, money issues and all kinds of uh, drama being put in the forefront, uh, you always worry about, you know, group like 21, especially if you're, if you're a blackjack like the two of our, uh, two of us are. Like, this is a group that we have a great affection a for. A lot of love. And we, yeah. you know, like, this is they, one they of my, are this one of my, my favorite groups. groups that, like, I came across and in getting into, like, East Asian pop culture. Like, it was like, yeah. I went through that whirlwind, and then when I kind of got into Korean music, I, I found Big Bang, and then I found 21, and I was just, it was like a whirlwind with 21 because it was at, like, kind of their growth and height at the time where they were becoming really, really big, and it was just like, you know, I, I you know, and it's that time that you dedicate to something and, and dedicating yeah. my time to it's a worry. loving and learning to anyone. Like, and don't and worry. Wanting more. Like, I, I've just constantly left wanting more in the past few years and I just haven't got it. So. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, uh, of course, like, and if there was, I would say the top K-pop girl group that I would want to see live. Mm-hmm. Period is twenty one. Like, right. and now uh, even more so than Girls' Generation. Possibility where we might not get that chance. Yeah, <laughs> like what to think about that? That there is that possibility that you could not see twenty one live. Yeah, and of course, with all and and it's it's not just a one little thing. It's the fact that okay, there's those little thing, those things. You know, half of the group is, you know, getting into their thirties, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, the other half of the group is in their early 20s, but that's kind of the weird thing. Half the group is in, you know, about to be into, well, actually, at this point, in their 30s. Uh, so, and we know kind of how the timeline, how the shelf life is for K-pop artists, and, and it's, it's, it's hard, it's tough to say, but that's kind of how it is. And the fact that YG is now getting ready to debut their new girl group, at least supposedly, allegedly, <laughs> uh, they are ready to get them ready to debut their girl group. Uh, even though that we've also gotten word that they've already even recently got another member <laughs> leave the group a few months back, but they're mm. going to try. <laughs> I guess that's probably a bigger part of why they, they've been set back. Uh, I don't know if this is the group that was at one point called Pink Punk. Or yeah. if this is another group, or if they've been changed their name, but, uh, there's a couple of members that are confirmed, uh, I believe Jenny Kim and, uh, Park Jis- uh, let's see, uh, Kim Jisoo and Jenny Kim, uh, are the con- two of the confirmed members, uh, no word on who else is going to be part of the group, but apparently they're mm-hmm. recording a debut track and they're in their final stages. Of course, this is YG, you know, <laughs> so, uh, right. but this is from, uh, this is not from YG. Uh, this is, uh, from Star News and an industry insider. So it's a little bit, it's not from YG's mouth, so you can trust, <laughs> you can trust a little more. <laughs> Isn't it sad <laughs> that, like, that, like, if you hear a rumor about something going on at YG, then it's probably true. But if you hear something from YG, like from within YG or from YG himself, it's most likely not true. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that weird, like, and kind of sad. Myth. Yeah, <laughs> kind of sad. I don't know what what can you glean from at at knowing that information about what <laughs> this means for this group and what it means for what it means for twenty one. It just it makes me a little bit scared that there may be movement going on because you know that's YG's new favorite thing is the word shuffle, you know, yes. over there. Uh, mixed and match. <laughs> mixed and match and, and the stuff with Winner and all that kind of stuff and all these other programs that he does. Like, he's kind of fond of these things. So it, it just... It, kind of slightly makes me worry yeah uh i think we can hope for the best but we're ha- we're gonna have to see uh we're gonna have to see uh as things play out uh we can only hope for the best and we can only and we know what we're gonna get something we're gonna get entertained by cl's u.s debut mm-hmm. that's for sure either it's gonna be really good uh, so it'll be fun. It'll be a cool song. It'll be exciting to see her succeed. Or it's going to be hilariously bad. There's no in between or other options. It's going to be really good or hilariously bad. And either way, it's going to be incredibly entertaining. Uh, it's, it's going to be fun. We're just going to have to see the lyrics by, uh, credit. Cause, <laughs> cause you know what? YG, just ghostwriter. Just get, get yourself a ghostwriter. Just, just do it. Just get yourself a ghostwriter. That's the important thing. Okay, somebody who knows how to do some rap. Don't and don't and and don't make her be like hard and gangster because that would be or or do 
<laughs> either don't or do. Uh, uh, cause that is, uh, that would be an instant death knell. If, if she do those, uh, she goes too try hard, she's done. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna have to see. We're gonna have to hope for the best. Uh, but that's it. That's it for headlines. We're gonna get, uh, over to our, uh, Halle Juku talk segment again. Uh, Kaz has finally checked out a couple of episodes of It's Okay That's Love. We're gonna get his first impressions, uh, right now when we return. So join us. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Halajuku. Uh, we're here in our Halajuku talk segment. We're gonna take a time to talk about a specific subject or piece of me- specific piece of media. Uh, <laughs> a specific piece of media. Uh, as if I could speak. Uh, this time we're gonna talk about a drama and this time it's a, sh- a show that I, it caught my attention first. Uh, but then finally ca- I gave to Kaz to watch. Uh, and we kind of a, a reverse that we've been able to do now. Uh, and Kaz has finally watched the first uh, couple episodes. And so it's a show called It's Okay, That's Love. Uh, for premise of the show, it's, uh, starring, uh, Gong Hyo Jin. Yep. Uh, she of pasta fame. Uh, opposite Jillian Sung. Uh, uh, he of, I guess, of various other things. Uh, also starring Song Dong-il of Reply series, uh, and a few other things. Lee Kwang-soo, our boy from Running Man. Uh, quite a few other, uh, cast of characters, including Dio of EXO. Uh, uh, Do Kyung-soo. Uh, playing a very cool, interesting role, uh, that you'll be, you'll get to experience, uh, as you experience more of the show. Uh, the premise of the show is pretty simple. It is a, uh, you know, mystery writer, best-selling author, uh, pretty famous, you know, a best-selling mystery novelist, uh, slash radio DJ, uh, suffers from obsessive compulsive disorder, and then, uh, you know, during jail. Uh, then Ji Hesu, played by Gong Hyo Jin, uh, also happens to be a, uh, psychiatrist on it in the first year of a fellowship. Uh, they kind of meet, uh, not in the usual, uh, fateful way, but just because of work, <laughs> which is a, an interesting kind of like a thing to, to point out because it, it's, you know, usually with the, the dramas, they meet in a fateful way and uh, they're meant to be each other. No, they just met because of the, of a work assignment, <laughs> uh, because of a, a favor and they star opposite each other. And it's kind of one of those opposites attract issue. Uh, you know, things, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of humor, there's a lot of personality, there's a lot of kind of feels, uh, and throughout the show, it does a lot of stuff really well, as far as the personalities, a lot of the acting really well, it's a really funny show, and it's a really good show that really does a good job of humanizing a uh, mental illness, uh, but let's get into uh, Kaz's thoughts. Yes. Kaz, you've watched the first couple of episodes. What 
what were your let's say first what was your expectation coming into the show and then what was your impression once you started actually watching the show so expectation wise i i was expecting kind of a lot of comedic <laughs> i was expecting a lot of uh comedic uh like just stuff to happen i expected kind of just kind of strict romantic comedy um and I was not ready for the drama in the first episode. Like, they drop a bomb on you in the first episode. They drop a lot of bombs on you. And actually, they're not dropping bombs. You walk out into a minefield that looks like an Ikea. You're like, man, there's a really lot of nice stuff around here. But then you're like, holy shit, stuff is exploding. Like, (laughs) no. (laughs) Like, this is not cool. Um... So, yeah, like, I, I kind of expected that because, like I said, I, I know the main actress from, from the show, uh, Pasta, uh, is, is where I, uh, originally saw her and, and got to know her. Fell in love with her. Amazing actress. Um, and it was just one of those things where, like, as I, as I watched more and more, you kind of get the little kind of quirks in the characters, whatever she's obsessed with into what she does or whatever and she's really smart but has her vulnerabilities and you have this dude who thinks he's the smartest guy in any room that he walks in and is always looking for a way to get get a leg up on whoever else is in the room you know like even if he doesn't know that they're a smart person he's already looking for a way to get a leg up on them um but kind of and 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 then korean drama kind of no you know Everybody kind of has an issue, right? It, it's a show that you can tell is going to be heavy-handed on the mental issue thing, so everybody kind of has something about them that you meet right off the bat, you know? Uh, where Lee Kong, Kwang Su's character, you find out he has Tourette's or whatever. Um, one of the first things they deal with is this family issue of, of a person being transgendered and their family trying to basically murder them. And then, yes. you know, it, uh, crazy, like, and then these are all things. If you if you watch Korean drama, they don't ever harp on something for a character and then don't come back to it. They always, at some point, come back to a thing that you see in Korean drama, which is really kind of cool and something that we don't get a lot here in American drama. Everything is usually really, 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 um, like uh, consistent. Consistent, you know. Whereas, usually. like for, for the good ones, them, yeah. A lot of American drama is focused on, like, boom, you know, here's this character, and you see kind of this drama that they have with another person or whatever to show you some character depth to them, but then they switch to something else to continue that character depth. They never kind of stick to these side things. Like, like Korean dramas really are specific in, like, you know, we showed you this thing because we're going to continue with this thing to show you a part of this person or whatever. And sometimes it gets a little bit too much. But so far, doing really, really good in this show. Um, And like you said, a really, really good cast. Uh, yeah. I think so far watching the first few episodes, I'm, I'm only going to say I'm two episodes in. Um, I wanted to be a bit more, but I, I just mentally kind of hazed out during the third episode. Uh, but the, the first episode is a really strong showing, um, for drama. The yeah. other parts, not so much. The, the romantic comedy parts are a little weirdly placed in with something that hits you so strong dramatically Uh 
um, that when you get to kind of these funny parts, they're really weirdly mixed in where like all of a sudden she's getting attacked in a club by some crazy dude and he's trying to, to still one up her in conversation or whatever. And then showing that he's smarter than her, but she knows who this person is and there's kind of just this funny moment. And then, you know, them chasing each other through the streets, which is also still all wrapped up in this really dramatic moment of this, this person who's having a psychotic breakdown and running through the streets, you know, and you you could almost for a sense at some point hear the, the kind of Monty Python music, you know, and like, all right, that doesn't fit because this is a really dramatic moment. Um, But, but the dramatic moments so far, it's really good at. And that's the thing that's pulling me. The thing that could lose me is that weird mix of trying to mix comedy in between the, these dramatic parts. Cause that's what it seems like ha- is happening. It's these yeah. really good, well-written, all dramatic parts where you sprinkled comedy in them haphazardly. Um, and it, uh. it kind of takes you back a little bit at times. Yeah, I think as, the, uh, as well, you'll find, and hopefully when we talk about it uh, as you get deeper, is that they, I think they, they do a pretty good job of mixing it a little bit better. The romance and establishing kind of their romance and the, kind of their, their dynamic, because I think that's the big part of their dynamic is that they're both stubborn and smart, you know, uh, and how, you know, how that affects them. It's going to be a big part, I think a, a good core of it. But, uh, you'll find that a big part of it is gonna be John Gale's journey. And it, when it gets to the end, it's gonna be a huge part of that. And about helping him on his journey. And you're gonna find that, yeah. Uh, and I have to ask you, uh, let me see. I, I don't know how long the, the, that character, the, the transgender, uh, character, um, in, I'm trying to remember if that gets wrapped up in episode two. Uh, because there's a great moment at the end of that person's kind of story where it's a, it's actually a, kind of a short, but it does really good job of, of showing, uh. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like, it's something to show you strength in, in the main character or whatever, yeah. but Korean dramas are really good at going, this is, this is really only something to show you something about the main character, but because we showed you this, we're going to wrap this up and, and it may only happen in one episode or two episodes, yeah. three episodes, but it's one of those things where they will, they will be like, Oh, okay. We want to show you that this person is a doctor and they're really good at their job or whatever. And you don't know, walk into a room, talk to a patient, da da da, And you get this, this understanding that, Holy shit. They have this really good understanding of you. You go, man, she has this really good understanding of psychology and she's strong and she doesn't, and she'll speak up for herself if she has yeah. to or whatever and speak up for her patient. Right. In American dramas, they'll end that right there. And you'll, and you'll, uh, to coin a phrase from film sack, you'll chicken the bucket, that character from there, <laughs> you know, the, the patients, um, in an American series or something like that. But, with Korean series, they go, um, this is this character, you know, this is something to show you strength of the character. Here's this side character that you don't necessarily have to worry about, but guess what? We're going to make that a really mini storyline within itself or whatever, you yeah. know? Um, and, and there I'm trying to remember is that moment, that moment where the culminates and she kind of puts the, because, uh, that young uh, girl, uh, finally tries to, she, actually tries to kill herself and the, the big part of that she keeps one willingly going back to the family even though they abuse her 
Uh, and then she would constantly apologize for that her family and call constantly feel bad, you know, and, and she finally said, okay, she put her in front of the mirror and said, okay, this is who you are. You matter. You know, th- look at yourself. This is, a, you're a human being and you matter. You know, uh, you know, it kind of let her realize that she's important. And her feelings are important and her thoughts and her emotional, you know, her, her, her pain is important. And, you know, she's a human being being worth, uh, listening to. And I love that. And like you said, and they, they do a good job of establishing that. And the patient that in the early, uh, early part of the show, uh, the patient, uh, that you see that is drawing the genitalia, <laughs> uh, they finish up that storyline and she helps that character. Uh, and she, and that character gets revisited and always, a, and you see him as kind of a, a character she meets up with and turns to, uh, and always checks in on. And I, I, I like that establishes, like you said, to, to establish that character as, uh, as something that is part of the big thread of the story. Um, so at, at, from, yeah, so you had good first impressions. You're definitely going to check out more of the show and oh, yeah, hopefully yeah. and obviously not just because we have to because of the show <laughs> yeah. uh but because yeah it is a really good show and i'm looking forward to you seeing uh it go forward especially come toward to the end because the way that the story finishes and it's only 16 episodes so it's not uh a big commitment but yeah it's gonna it's gonna end really well and it's that that end storyline is just fantastic and how it wraps everything up. So I look forward to that. And y'all can look forward to that. Uh, and th- that's it. We, it's okay. That's love. If you want to check it out, check it out on Drama Fever. Uh, and consequently also on Hulu, uh, Hulu Plus. If you want to watch it on your consequently, TV. Consequently. You're never going to get that Hulu fucking ad money now. <laughs> consequently. Uh, well, because Drama Fever is a channel on, on, on Hulu, you know? Mm-hmm. It's right there. Check it out on Hulu Plus or Drama Fever, whichever you prefer. Uh, Hulu Plus. <laughs> uh, but go check out It's Okay, Let's Love. It's an amazing emotional journey and you're gonna love it. Uh, and we're gonna talk about it more thoroughly in the future as soon, once, uh, kind of Kaz gets a chance to kind of check it, uh, it out more fully. Uh, but that's it. Yep. Uh, that's it for our uh, episode of Juku. Uh, Kaz, what do you hmm? got going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, nothing much. Check out the usual links, um, about.me slash KingKaz for your Twitters and Facebooks and Google Plus and all those fun, awesome things that I like to promote. Mm-hmm. Uh, about.me slash pdrave for all of my links, uh, you know, pdrave and kinkaz on all the other, uh, social networks. Uh, Juku on Twitter, uh, kpoppodcast.com or hallyujuku.com, uh, rebelli.net for all the other shows, iTunes, Stitcher. Share, like, subscribe, give us some reviews. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, until next time. Hasta los huevos. Boing, boing.